And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, today's episode is sponsored by Procabulary.org. Procabulary offers a brilliant new online language course that I just recently completed myself called Core Language Upgrade. The course material is designed to help you analyze the way you use your words and language to create your reality. I personally believe the words you choose to speak or write out is referred to as spelling for a very good reason. You're literally casting an energetic spell every time you open your mouth, which means it's of the utmost importance that you have a foundational understanding about the power or lack of power that the words you're choosing to use conjures up. I strongly believe language mastery is a highly important skill set that way too few people have taken it upon themselves to become educated on. And what Procabulary does is actually provides you with an incredibly easy to follow roadmap that only takes about 10 minutes a day spanned over 21 days to complete, which shows you how to go about changing your language patterns so that you can start getting better results in every aspect of your life. Now, as a Positive Head Podcast listener, if you decide to go to Procabulary.org and purchase the Core Language Upgrade course, you'll get 33% off if you use the promo code POSITIVEHEAD, all one word, on the checkout page. The retail price for Core Language Upgrade is normally $299, and I'd say it's really worth every penny of that, but it's especially worth it after your 33% Positive Head discount because it drops the price to $199. That's a crazy good deal that I had to do some serious convincing to get the guys at Procabulary to give to our listeners. So I really hope some of you will take advantage of it while it lasts. Also, if you need more convincing about the power of Procabulary, check out Positive Head Podcast number 20, where I actually interview Procabulary co-founder Mark England, and we discuss language mastery in great detail. All right, positive people, we are back for another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. Hello, Dalian. Hola. Buenos dias. Oh, buenas tardes, buenas noches. There, I got us covered for like uh, the morning, evening, and night since we finally got that. You saw that comment that we got where someone was like, hey, finally it came true. The, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I meant to mention that. Yeah, yeah. 3 a.m. synchronicity. Someone, so. someone wrote in and said, we're almost in, uh, who was it that wrote in? I should have looked it up so I could give a shout out to to her. But um, she said, oh, we're almost in sync. Uh, I'm listening to the podcast at two in the morning on a Wednesday. And you said three in the morning on a Wednesday. And for those of you who maybe heard that podcast a few weeks ago, I was uh, I was throwing it out there that someone would catch it at that particular time. And she was darn close. Uh-huh, yeah, it was Lauren in Florida. Oh, cool. 
Lauren in Florida, so close. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what's going on today. We have a um, a new review on iTunes that I was super excited to wake up to. Of course, I always get uh, giddy when I hear any kind of positive feedback from you guys because uh, yeah, it just means the world to be able to you know hear that we're having any kind of positive effect on anyone and it certainly completes the circle as i like to say we're putting out this podcast as a labor of love and to hear that positive feedback is uh makes us feel so so good inside so we appreciate you guys taking the time to give us a review on itunes if uh you can uh we'd love you for it we love you long time uh, um it helps us to reach more listeners and so forth uh, the more reviews you get the more kind of prominence you get on on itunes and you know reaching new people so we had let's see it cs novus wrote right place right time and they put, I found this through a search for a specific guest, and I subscribed simply because it is my quest to live to my fullest potential and had hopes that this would be a good addition to the variety of interest trying to infiltrate my headspace. After two weeks, I have been blown away by the variety and insights that are in complete alignment with what I, too, have been up to. Keep it up. So, yeah, excellent, excellent. Love, love, love uh, that kind of feedback. It certainly fuels us to keep on doing what we're doing and and you know trying our best to uh bring you guys content that is going to uplift your day and give you uh some soul food for thought it is a daily conscious effort as i like to say it's one thing to understand this stuff and it's another thing to make it a uh, intricate part of your daily life and and to you know take up uh front and center real estate in your head <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah, thankfully for us, we've been at this whole game for uh, a few years now, so uh, we can riff on different things. Uh, but no, we can, you know, offer our perspectives on many things. And of course, you know, it's going to be our, our perspectives, but it's it's awesome that people find them enlightening to some degree, right? They, they probably, you know, can contrast what they hear with what they know, or it maybe clarifies something that they, you know... No, isn't true. You know, yeah, we're, we're definitely resonating with information that is on a certain vibrational, you know, frequency. I suppose you could say, and uh, we're going to attract people who are resonating in a certain uh, vibrational zone. And so it's it's sort of like you know the saying goes: your vibe attracts your tribe. So our tribe is growing uh, exponentially. Uh, we're we're you know well over a thousand uh, listeners a day on average, and it's continuing to grow. And that's because of you guys supporting us and. And sharing with your friends and family, and that means the world to us. Thank you all so much for uh, helping to uh, spread the positivity. That is the heartfelt intention here, and you are playing an intricate part. And speaking of playing an intricate part, I'd love to hear more feedback from you guys in form of questions. I love it when, uh, like, we had you know uh, Jesse, who was a Jesse in the last few days. We talked uh, several times about things that he had written in, and uh, it's great for me because it gives me a great direction to go. I know it's something that's really relevant to uh, someone in the listening audience, and. As many people fed back, of course, because we all are, everyone who's participating in this experiment called the Positive Head Podcast, uh, as listeners and you know, writing in, we're all in a similar uh, place and resonating in a sim- similar vibration. So you're going to find a lot of times when someone has a question, there's probably you know hundreds of other people out there who had that same question or are bumping up against that same issue at that time in their life. Because we're all so closely related, you're going to see mirrors every 
everywhere. And so think about it like that. If, you, if you've been considering writing in a question, you may be, you know, really writing in a question that hundreds of other listeners are, you know, kind of dealing with. And so you, by default, not only are you getting some insight into your own question, but you're helping others in the process. So um, please uh, drop us a line. We love hearing from you. Let's see here, Mr. Dalian, what do we got in way of a, uh, you got something mysterious or interesting or positive in way of a story to share today? Yes, today I have a uh, story that's a follow-up, uh, a bit of a follow-up to something I reported on before. Oh, cool. Uh, something deep, deep um, within the Earth's crust, within the Earth's uh, mantle, actually. Digging deep, uh, huh? Yes, uh, <laughs> down there in the in the depths. Uh, <laughs> But it's actually, yeah, it's it's fascinating because there really could be truly anything down there. Of course, you know, in science, they teach you that there is a molten, I mean, I'm sorry, a molten hot, you know, white hot glowing core of iron. It's interesting, actually, because this is a, a scientific report that has to do with uh, the molten iron within the mantle. But it's uh, estimated now that there's uh, eight to ten times more oxygen down there, Brandon, Mm -hmm. in the Earth's mantle than there is in the atmosphere. So, uh, yes, uh, I'm sorry, this was, uh, this is in reference to that uh, story about there being a lot of water down there, right? So it appears that there's also a lot of oxygen and it has to do with the uh, iron ore somehow changing its molecular structure. This was a report uh, based on research that was done at... uh, a research center in Germany called DESY, where they've got some nice particle accelerators, Brandon. Uh-huh. And they went ahead and examined some uh, samples from from some of their excavation sites or whatnot and determined that this is going on down there, that there's uh, just so much oxygen. It's in liquid form, apparently. But it's pretty fascinating because it's, uh, you know, again... Just, just something that we just had no idea about that could actually be, it could really change our model, our physical model for how the Earth has evolved, right, since its inception. Uh, and it's not, uh, the, the oceans, for example, may not have really come from, uh, as we discussed briefly last time, they may, they may not have really fully formed at least all from like a deluge type, um, you know, torrential rain, but actually have maybe even bursted forth from within the Earth's uh, mantle. Wow. So, so yeah. So now that there's, now they've estimated that there's eight to 10 times more oxygen down there. So that's also, yeah, a big game changer for sure. Wow. 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 It's just, uh, it's, you know, you have all this water and all this oxygen, which I mean, I guess makes sense, right? Water being H2O, I mean, it, it would only make sense. It kind of go hand in hand, right? Exactly. That's the first thing I thought when I saw the the news, Brandon. And uh, this is an article, by the way, from EWAO.com that just came out a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And the uh, original study was reported by Science Daily. So, um, but it's it's pretty cool because it's, uh, again, you know, we've got, I guess, some pretty good scientific evidence for this being the case. And now we can begin to, you know, explore more, change our models, come up with new theories, et cetera, and just try and find out what the heck is going on down there. What the heck is really going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, there's, there's no fiery hell, but actually a watery, you know, oxygen-rich hmm, man, we got that one wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, cool. Well, um, let's see here. Moving right along, I would like to uh, take a crack at a positive pondering breakdown of the day. And uh, 
This is something that we circle around quite often because, as I always say with this show, uh, first and foremost, I'm working through my own uh, issues and questions and development and self-growth. And one of the biggest, uh, I guess, struggles that I've had in my own path is irritation, getting irritated. And it's something that kind of comes up again and again. And um, so I can only imagine, since we're all connected, that is uh, probably something that is out there uh, in the listener's uh, realm as well. And how do we stop, you know, falling into these uh, reactions and start responding? Right. No, it's funny you should say that. I'm sorry. I'm going to interject real you quick. You can Brian. interject. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I, I was just getting a little irritated with my, you know, allergies with my sinus, you know, mm-hmm. my, my nose, just uh, getting a little runny there. And I know it's going to happen, but, you know. Just now I delivered my report while, you know, blowing my nose and just getting the sniffles. And, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, that's going to happen. But, of course, it it annoyed me a little bit. Yeah, and in that case, that's like an irritation with something that's happening to you. And very often it, you know, we are annoyed or irritated by some other person or thing or event. And uh, Carl Jung said, everything that irritates us. Everything that irritates us about others can lead to an understanding of ourselves. And uh, this is such a profound concept when you think of, of course, the mirror, um, the idea of everything being a mirror as we often talk about. So when you're seeing something in yourself and someone else, you get really, really irritated by it. You don't like that thing in yourself. So instead of falling into an opportunity to judge that person. And especially when you find yourself having a really strong reaction to something that you're doing, take a step back and say, okay, what is this telling me about myself? What is this? What, what is it that they're doing? And is that something that I do? Is this something that is, is touching on something that is, uh, you know, uh, part of my pain body, part of my own, um, you know, my own shortcoming, so to speak, things that I need to grow, uh, grow from or work on rather, and of course, uh, I think it was a week or so ago, uh, the Rumi quote, if you are irritated by every rub, how will, your, how will your mirror be polished? We threw that one out there. I love Rumi and same sort of thing. It's if you can approach all those annoying people at work or school or your family or your mom or your, you know, your uh, girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, whoever it is in that thing that's irritating you about them. What is it telling you about you? If you stop for a second and stop making it about them and realize that it's getting to you because or consider the fact that or the possibility rather that it is getting to you, it is bothering you so much and you're having such a adverse reaction because it's the thing in yourself that you don't really like about yourself or that needs healing or that you want to work on. And uh, this is a game changer because it really starts to uh, give you an opportunity. It's like the universe is, 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 pinpointing up here you go uh here's what you need to focus on here's a thing here's a reflection of this thing in self that you want to heal and that needs to be healed and that you need to move beyond i can think of you know getting irritated in the past so many times dalian where uh you know like technology for example i can remember in younger years like i could get twisted about a computer doing something i didn't like and think about it all you guys out there know if you have been there and probably most of you have the more irritated you get the more stuff goes wrong 
And I can I can think of another example very recently, actually, in my life uh, with Sprint. I've been with Sprint for uh, like 10 years with cell phone service. And uh, <laughs> it has not been uh, – they're not necessarily known as the best uh, cell provider. Uh, they've gotten a lot better in recent years, I'll say. But uh, I've certainly had many times over my decade experience with them where they uh, – arbitrarily charge me a bunch of money for you know something and i just randomly find it on my bank statement and i can think back in years past getting so twisted like these guys are scamming me they're you know what a bunch of crooks you know call them up and get irritated and then you're talking to some person on the other end of the line who sounds like a robot uh you know they're like a a robot in india or something you know so not only are they hard to understand to some degree but there's like this no personality thing happening and then you know they're just giving you like these templated responses and you start getting more and more heated. So I've really, in in my own personal life, been focusing a lot on, you know, if not being irritated by every rub so that my mirror can be polished. And uh, I had the opportunity a few days ago where I looked, what do you know? My bill, Sprint bill is like triple what it normally is. Uh, I call them up and I, and I think to myself, and I was so excited because for the first time or one of the first times that I can think of, at least with Sprint, where I thought to myself, this isn't about the bill. This is about me going through the same process I've been through time and time again and failed many times if the goal is to to re- remain peaceful and happy. Uh, I've failed many, many times in the past. And so if that is the primary aim is not just to get my bill fixed or to figure out what's going on here, but to go through the process with ease and peacefulness and and, and no tension, easing the tension. And so that's what I set out to do. And I call and what do you know? It's I don't get a woman who sounds like a robot. Uh, I'm instantly I'm very friendly with her and she's very friendly with me. And we, you know, I say, hey, my bill is like triple what it used what it's supposed to be. What's going on? She uh, basically looks into it and sees that, um, you know, I'd gotten my son uh, for his birthday several months back uh, a new phone and I. I was supposed to send in his own phone, his old phone as a replacement. I ordered it online, so I didn't do it in the store. And I was supposed to send in the old phone, and otherwise I would be charged, you know, hundreds of dollars extra. And that's exactly what had happened. So it was my fault. Um, and but because of the way I was dealing with it, my energy was so calm, and I was so focused on being just easy about it and being whatever happens, I'm going to be at peace. This woman was like, oh. Let me see here. Hmm. Yeah, I think you might have been able to. You were supposed to send in this phone, and I think. Let me hold on. Let me talk to someone over here. And she came back. She goes, "You know what? So sorry. It's going to be right back on. You know, credited to your account. No big deal. You know, just it was the smoothest, quickest, easiest sprint transaction I think I've ever had. <laughs> and it was. I know it was because of the approach that I took energetically. And so I use that just as a recent example in my own life. And I challenge you guys whenever that thing, especially when it's a cycling, recycling sort of theme and you normally it it is causing you to get agitated. And of course, when you get agitated, I can think back at that same scenario could have happened. And if I had acted like I did maybe five years ago or at times past, it would have been a four hour conversation talking to managers and me, you know, getting really heated and all these things. And instead it was a five minute conversation, the most pleasant lady ever. And if, problem fixed on with my day. So I challenge you guys to 
really focus on this, uh, you know, this in your own life. And when something comes up, instead of seeing it as an irritation, see it as an opportunity. And that is a game changer. I assure you, uh, and of course, I'd love to hear any feedback of stories from someone who listens to this podcast, has an irritation pop up, deals with it, and of course has a a stellar result. Because I I, I know, I can almost guarantee your reaction or response instead of reaction and main realizing that your focus is to be in a peaceful state as you deal with it, deal with it with a smile is going to change everything. Yeah, that's a pretty advanced thing right there that uh, I remember when you pointed out to me, I, I instantly understood what a great victory it had been for you because it's it's something that in anyone any any person out there who does this is you know they deserve to pat themselves on the back big time because whenever you have an opportunity to like you said to react to something like this and uh, especially when you're perhaps in a, the more righteous position when you've actually been wrong then right. you know have every reason to feel a certain way right well you also have one more reason to let go of whatever reaction you want to have. Be happy or would you rather be right? <laughs> exactly. So the one thing that your comments also reminded me of, Brandon, is that to me, this is uh, pretty fundamentally how this dynamic of the Taurus works. Mm-hmm. Because that, when I was listening to Nassim give his uh, description, it had heard, you know, heard him give it uh, or explain something very similar oh, before. Oh, in the Nassim Haramain interview we released <laughs> yesterday, yeah, actually. Yeah, and he talked about it uh, during Thrive because the, the, the Taurus is highlighted there as being like a very sort of fundamental right. piece of geometry, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the whole idea is that information is flowing outward from some origin point, but uh, eventually it cycles back on itself. So like a basic feedback loop is the basic mechanism for how consciousness yep. grows and, and learns. And, and it's really, a, you could say, the defining trait of a sentient being is that feedback loop that makes you self-aware. Yep. It's what we are, right, as human beings. But um, being able to... Apply that to, you know, whenever you have a strong emotional reaction, that's the ultimate victory because it's, again, you know, it it doesn't matter. No one's saying like you shouldn't have a reaction. You can react all day long if you feel like you're entitled to, et cetera, et cetera. But once there's enough awareness, to me, it's like that whole feedback loop is completely closed. Like you've once again fed enough information into the system to, yeah. You can react if, you know, it's all about what is your intention? What is your aim? If you want to keep generating uh, experiences that are comparable to the one that you're having keep reacting exactly because that will just keep attracting more of exactly. it to you until you get the lesson and you sort of graduate from that particular lesson so that's a surefire way to to continue on recycle 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 the same old issue the same sort of uh agitation agitating trying scenarios with different faces in different times and you know different slightly different circumstances sometimes not even that different circumstances so it's all what you want to do yeah you can react or you can you can graduate and that's really what the aim is for me it's like to move on and of course uh and to grow and to become more and to live my life in a peaceful state uh all the time that's that you know that's the aim uh not necessarily it's something always happening that makes you happy right there's a difference between being happy and peaceful i may not like the fact that this particular thing is happening i might not prefer it but i can be at peace with it and i think that's a big differentiation that people need to to really grasp your goal is to become be at peace with what is doesn't mean it's your preference all the time but 
Um, you know, the good thing about whatever's happened is change is guaranteed. Whatever's coming your way is sure to, uh, you know, if you don't like it, keep uh, managing your vibration and and watch it shift very, very quickly uh, as opposed to keeping it locked into place for four hours on customer service. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, when, once you do this for a little bit, um, you really begin to see for yourself how this whole thing works, like the dynamics of energy apparent, work. Yeah. yeah, so that starts to really take away a lot of the fear that you might have otherwise had because at first initially you might have to, you know, take a lot of this on faith or maybe really it challenges what you, you know, mm-hmm. your model of reality, right? Yeah. But once everything s- sort of starts making a lot of sense, then you you just grow in confidence and then you can start projecting your decisions deliberately. So it's yeah, much more Exactly, you become much more deliberate. And, you know, of course, one of the big things, Dalian, that people uh, have uh, an issue with and are tried are, are responding to another's pain body. You know, when I say pain body... Uh, of course, that's a, a term that Eckhart Tolle refers to a lot where, you know, someone essentially the part of themselves that needs to be healed, the ego self uh, is is flaring up essentially. And we've all seen it. All of a sudden, you know, grandma's sweet and giving you cookies. Next thing you know, she's like a, a, a raging demon. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, we've all done it. And it's this is your pain body. This is the part of us that needs to be healed. This is the part of us that is uh, still Kind of, you know, if you think of yourself as a packet of energy, you're going to have parts of that, you know, that very complex packet that is your consciousness, your being that are still sort of um, uh, locked up in lower vibration and need healing and they're going to flare up. They're going to come to the surface. So uh, how to respond to another's pain body. It's one thing not to get irritated at an inanimate object like a computer or something like it's another when someone's coming at you like a, you know, a a raving lunatic. And so (laughs) what I'd like to do is actually play a little clip here from Eckhart Tolle talking about how to respond to another person's pain body. Take a listen. A question here about what to do Remaining silent in order to refrain from responding to a person's pain body. How do I respond without responding to the ego, the pain body of the other person? Staying silent seems to only fuel their fire. (laughs) When uh, somebody has been taken over by the pain body, Almost anything, well, probably anything you do will fuel the fire. (laughs) Staying silent or not saying anything may fuel the fire, and whatever you say will fuel the fire even more. Staying silent is probably preferable to interacting with the pain body because if you interact with the pain body, and I'm talking about situation when the other person has been taken over completely by the pain body. If the pain body is actually in the there's a remnant of awareness in the other person, then you, one can still communicate. You would still be communicating to the other, to the person if there's a remnant of awareness. And to know that, if you said, let's say it's your partner, 
And I always recommend that when you're both conscious to have an agreement with your partner that to point out to the other that the pain body is arising when you notice it and you both agree that you will help each other be conscious of it. And if that's the case and you've done that, then as the pain body begins to take over your partner and of course the partner is about to lose consciousness completely, you can say, I think that's your pain body coming up right now. And if there's a remnant of awareness in him or her, the person will say, it is? And would kind of put attention within it. Yeah, I actually do feel very angry right now because of what you said or whatever it is. Okay, there's a remnant of awareness. There's an, they're saying, it's the pain, but there's a moment of, okay, let me see if that's true. If, he, if the person has been taken over completely, you will no longer be able to communicate with, with that person. And if any communication will be received by the pain body, so you're not, you're, and any answer that you get will not be your partner's, I'm differentiating now between your partner and that which takes him or her over. When he or she is totally taken over, communication but becomes virtually impossible because whatever you say, the pain body will answer back. And it will never, the pain body cannot admit that it is the pain body. The pain body always pretends to be the person. <laughs> so the, when you say, oh, you, you, you've become your pain body, can't you see? Of course they can't see. They're totally asleep and, and you're talking to the pain body and the pain body will not say, yes, I am the pain body. The pain body will say, don't give me that nonsense. Look at your own stuff. Why do you put it onto me always? And you got on and on and on. <laughs> My pain to look at yourself. Why do you always be <laughs> You remember what you did last week? That was the pain body. So whatever you say to the pain body will be wrong <coughs> and will fuel the fire of the pain body. If there's a remnant of awareness, that's a different matter. Then something is still possible. So if there's no remnant of awareness, then okay, say as much, as little as possible be as present as possible or compassionate if that's possible. Pain bodies are very challenging so high degree of presence is necessary and sometimes the best solution is to remove yourself for a while so that the pain body can naturally come to, 
the, that particular episode can subside. So for, if you do remove yourself and go for a walk, then the pain body in the other person for a while will continue to renew itself through their thinking. Or they might even make phone calls to somebody else to renew. <laughs> uh, but then after a while, it'll come to an end and then Hopefully a few hours later, or the next day, awareness comes back in. And then there's, that, there's the person that you know has come suddenly come back. I haven't see, seen you in a while. <laughs> so as always, uh... He always makes me laugh. Just his delivery and his, uh, he's a, he's an interesting character. Yeah, he's quirky, um, huh? I really like him though. And, you know, he says, make agreement with your partner to point out each other's pain bodies. And if, I think that's a very interesting and powerful, you know, if coming together in a, in a romantic relationship of any kind, the, the number one aim, uh, underlying uh, reason for it happening, in my opinion, is growth. Right. And if that is, why aren't we making it more of a um, kind of a, an apparent? I think that's always the case, but people aren't even aware that that's really why their souls have chosen to come together. If you can make bring that to the surface and make it apparent and then start actually uh, dealing with that concept by doing as Tole suggests here, I think it's super powerful to say, hey, let's talk about the pain body. Let's understand what it is a little bit. Maybe sit down together and listen to Eckhart Tolle. On, you can find stuff on YouTube, him talking about the pain body. Or read The Power of Now, uh, his book, where he goes into great detail about it. And say, hey, we both can agree. We've seen each other's pain bodies. Now let's agree to actually help each other with it. Um, and it doesn't even need to be a romantic relationship. Someone that you deal with all the time. You know, I think it's a very, what a mature and powerful way to approach uh, self-growth. And of course, he talks about you know, there's a difference between someone kind of slipping into their pain body, but in there still being a remnant of their awareness still there. But if they're completely taken over in rage or whatever, you, you can't, you can no longer communicate with them. So he, what he was suggesting is, Hey, if they're starting to slip into it, say, Hey, I, I'm not sure here, but I think you might be slipping into your pain body and you want to be as gentle as possible because they're already in that irritated state. Right. And of course, if they're completely lost in it, you can't communicate with that person because that that person's not there. You really got to think of it like these are alternate versions of self. And, um, you know, when someone is in their pain body, you're not talking to the sweet grandma that you thought, you know, it's, it's a piece of her that's, you know, the dark side. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the, the uh, you know, the pain body cannot admit it's a pain body. It always pretends to be the person, as he said, uh, you know, they will not going to admit, yeah, I'm in the pain body when they're, when they're now, like he said, if, if there's just, if they're just slipping into it, that's when you can kind of gently try and point it out. Um, but if they're full on gone, then there's no point. Um, in that, in that case, the best thing you can do is remove yourself for a while. Uh, and of course for you look at it as an opportunity. If someone's in their pain body in your presence, uh, focus on being as present and compassionate as possible. And I know what happens for me being as charged and as amped of a type of person as I am, 
and uh, is if someone's pain body is present, I instantly, you know, we typically what we can do is react and get you know, defensive and ours gets flared up. It's like, uh, oh yeah, you know, you puff up and they puff up and, it, and, you know, instead take a deep breath and really see what's happening and focus on being present and calm and compassionate as possible. When you can, when you can actually achieve that, when you would have reacted and it allowed it to stir your own pain body, uh, in, in, in the past, I, I, I can tell you from the, the success I've had doing it at times, it feels so good. You really feel like you're making progress because you are. And uh, I'm not going to say it won't be challenging, uh, especially if this isn't work that you've started, you know, you've really done yet. But um, you're hearing this because it's time to do that work. And I know I'm, you know, doing that work and I succeed sometimes and I fail sometimes. And uh, it's all about getting back up and dusting yourself up and dusting yourself off and, and trying again two steps forward one step back that is the name of this game yeah you're you know you're gonna keep trying because you know the simplest thing about that whole thing you know how you want to feel mm-hmm. every given minute it's the only path once you understand there is no other direction to take your life there's nothing more important than this work yeah yeah and you know you don't want to get lost in these projections these subconscious projections whether by you or other people yeah. you know if it comes up and you like you said if you happen to that in that instant recognize it then you go like oh oh i see what's going on this is for me this is for me and the other person this isn't what it seemed to be yeah it's not about the thing or what was said or what's going on yep. it's about this it's about other something piece more. Yep. yeah exactly well dalian looks like we're running out of imaginary time uh in this illusory reality uh today but <laughs> we'll go ahead and cut off the feed for today there, there and uh pick it back up we open it back, it back up, up again that's the beautiful thing about uh, this yep. it is an ongoing uh, ever-ending conscious effort uh what do we got music wise today Oh, appropriately, this seems uh, a little strangely appropriate to me, that we have a track by Shaman's Dream ah. called uh, Water Spirits. Seems, uh, I don't know, there's something about the whole Water Spirits well, thing right now. we're just basically really alluding to how dreamy this reality is um, about 10 seconds ago. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, let's take a listen, and we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> 